You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by Jeffrey Chadia of NFL Network for years. Did great work for Sports Illustrated. Now you see him across the NFL media platforms. Jeff, we spent a lot of time in this mall. I'm doing my (laughs) best to track what's going on in the real world. Uh, Beyond the Alex Smith bombshell, was there any actual news occurring this week here in Minnesota? Oh, I I couldn't tell you. I know that one of the hotels we have, there was a shooter who was holed up, uh, who they had the gas out of there. That was like three days ago. But aside from that, the only news I get is weather-related. So I can, I can tell this you. This just in, it's cold in Minnesota <laughs> in February because we couldn't a, see this coming at all. I, I, I laugh about it every time someone says that to me. It's like you knew it was on the calendar. You knew where you were going. You, you check the uh, go back for centuries. It's never been warmer than 25 degrees right. here this time of year. So you're going to have to be cold. Well, I tell you what, for those who don't know, uh, and, and then come here, you find it out real quick. But it's a part of the game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is the time of year where many times over just since the game started, you know, going back to Lambeau Field when those championships were being played, it was frozen. That's why I call it the frozen tundra. But speaking of hot news and hot takes and all that great stuff, Alex Smith, he gets a deal from from the Washington Redskins. How much of a, a, let's just say, a a playing field does that lay out for a Kirk Cousins when it comes to the deal that he gets? Because you have to assume on open market, Kirk Cousins probably would be a better quarterback than an Alex Smith Mm -hmm. based on what we've seen over the years. Well, yeah, younger and certainly more upside going forward. I I would expect Alex Smith to sign a contract that pays him. I mean, excuse me, Kirk Cousins to sign a contract paying about $30 million a year annually. That's what it seems like it's going to go. And I think he'll be overpaid, but that's the way the market is right now. Uh, Alex Smith uh, benefited from this. You know, Case Keenum, Nick Foles will benefit. There's, this whole offseason is going to be about quarterbacks, both the free agents and the draft. You mentioned Case Keenum. It's been a polarizing topic oh. on the show. My oh, man really? is the biggest Case Keenum oh. fan of the world. I'm a hater. hater. Okay. I don't say size. I say diminutive. Okay. And I was looking bad. What don't you like? Every step of the way. <laughs> I live in Southern California. I endured oh, the Rams know. last year. Although, in fairness, that wasn't his fault. That was Jeff Fisher. Now we know. I think about Nick Foles. What happened? He got liberated from Jeff Fisher. He's in the, in the Super Bowl. My issue with Keenum was this. You are what you consistently do. And three turnovers later in the NFC title game, understanding it was the defense that betrayed Minnesota a couple weeks ago. I have a intellectual block. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not my money. And you are uh, your perceived value comes down to the marketplace. Is Minnesota really going to use the franchise tender on Case Keenum? I think it's a possibility. I think it's an interesting situation because Mike Zimmer loves Teddy Bridgewater. That whole building loves Teddy Bridgewater. But he also hasn't played in whatever, two years. And, and so you've got a situation where you have an unknown commodity. And Case Keenan played his way into the hearts of people like Mike Zimmer. He played well enough. So I think it's tricky to figure out. But but I, I will say this about the whole quarterback conversation. You touched on something that's interesting. I think you know this well from your own career. I think people don't realize how much coordinators and coaches affect what quarterbacks become in this league. Everybody wants to talk about, we need to go out and find a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. That's like going out and finding LeBron James. Doesn't <laughs> happen. Find, doesn't happen. So you have to make the most of the guys you're working with. You have to you have to maximize their strengths. And what I like about Doug Peterson, what's become clear is that whoever's playing quarterback for him, he's going to play to his strengths. He's not going to be somebody who says, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I think going forward, you're going to have to have more coaches take that approach to quarterbacks. But you noticed for a long time, it's kind of been 
the thing of the players aren't good enough. Yeah. Look at Jay Ajayi, right? Yeah, Jay exactly. Ajayi down with Adam Gaze, and he comes in, he runs his system, he brings in uh, Jay Cutler, he gives him the one-year $10 million deal when he's supposed to go in the booth with the second team with, who was it, with Fox, correct me if I'm wrong, he and uh, Charles Davis would be together, but all of a sudden he says, you know, I don't know what to do with this team. They're just not responding. Yeah. J.H.I. goes to Philadelphia and look what happened. So I think the, the, the playing field has to get balanced enough to allow it to also be the coaches sooner, in my opinion, than the players, because you bring these players into the game with this style, knowing who they are. I just think, is it the coaches that aren't able and capable, just like the mobile quarterback? to make the changes in transitioning into play into a player's strength because we see it with Sean McVay yep. and we've seen it with Pat Shermer when it came down to Case Keenum. Yep. And the, the word I keep hearing when it comes to Nick Foles that I really like hearing is Doug Peterson wanted him to be comfortable as the back. I mean, keep in mind, this guy was getting booed. People didn't want him to play. They didn't think they were going to go anywhere. Doug Peterson goes back, looks at tape of the 2013 season, looks at all 27 touchdown passes Nick Foles and says, we're putting those plays into this offense. We're running these plays now because he's comfortable doing that. I think this is a lot about his, him as a coach. Yeah. And I think a lot of coaches, I think people don't realize in general, there's so little time in the offseason and training camp to coach players. So you better be able to adjust and you better be able to figure out what they do well. And you better try, try to find a way to make the most of what you got instead of hoping for, uh, you know, finding a 10. Chatting with Jeffrey Chadia of NFL Network, since you are a respected reporter, I have to tell you that a colleague like Seth Wickersham is a legitimate journalist. So yep. what would you make of the ESPN, the magazine piece? Well-researched, mm-hmm. a lot of time, a lot of labor spent on it. That had the notion that there's friction within the Patriot organization. I wasn't that shocked. We have three (laughs) powerful individuals with massive egos. But do you think that's going to have any tangible impact moving forward? No. And when I saw it, it made me think, okay, you just gave them another reason to throw another motivational log on the fire and to talk about how they're going to go ahead and do this and beat adversity, rally, rally the troops. That's what they do. This team lives for adversity. This this team lives for having a reason to focus. As much as we talk about that, not to poo-poo the story, I thought it was a great story. I, I remember back when they cut Laurie Malloy right before the season started. And there was supposed to be a riot in the building. I remember Richard Seymour got let go. And right. it was supposed to be Willie McGinnis. Play, Willie McGinnis. Ty Law's gone. It just it's like, keeps rolling, right? They live in that kind of chaos. And, and, and I think they like it. And so I think it's interesting because it's just there's so little news that comes out of there or information. But I think if you ask somebody who's been around that team for a long period of time, they'd probably tell you, like, hey, look, this is the way we, we, way we do things. And so considering that, two coordinators leaving, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo's gone, yeah. Jacoby Brissett is gone, um, Alex Guerrero's no longer on the sideline with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He wins this Super Bowl at 40 years old. It's it over with for that run between he and Bill Belichick on this team. I, I feel like he'll still be there as long as he wants to be there. Tom Brady will. I think the, the ownership has made that clear that it's going to be his choice. And I do think that's a mistake. Because I think Green Bay got in that kind of trouble with Brett Favre. And you saw what happened. <laughs> like, he didn't want to leave. Held the franchise hostage. <laughs> right. He didn't want to leave. And so they had their Aaron Rodgers type backup sit in the wings. They had to let him go. Uh, I think at some point they will have to have 
a pretty tough decision made by Bill Belichick and the Crafts because, let's face it, he's beating time, but he's not going to beat time forever. Right. Unless, yeah. somehow, some way, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think we know how this ends, but yeah. he has defied expectations every step of the way. Great to see you in person. Love what you're doing on TV. Keep it going, okay? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And thanks for your patience as well. We know it's been a long week here in Minnesota. Jeffrey Jadia of NFL Network, kind enough to join us. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.